0: Hey, ladies, Amanda here. You're getting ready to listen to an episode that I believe is long overdue. We are discussing our bodies and our female reproductive health. It's time that we take control of our health and use the natural herbs and supplements that our Heavenly Father has given us. I first need to say that the herbs discussed here are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any sickness or disease. You need to consult with your healthcare provider Before you begin any of the herbs or supplements listed. The goal of this episode is to share a testimony and also just celebrate the goodness of God. It's an informative episode, but you still need to do your due diligence when it comes to beginning any new remedies. I pray that you are as blessed by this episode as I was, and I pray that we can start the journey to our healing. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of the Christian Chick. My name is Amanda and I have a really exciting and important episode for you all today. I'm joined by a special guest. Her name is Kia Lee and I'll let her introduce herself fully.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Amanda, for having me. My name is Kelly. I am the owner and founder of Chakela, and I was invited by Amanda to come share my story and herbs and how I became a herbalist and um, everything in regard to infertility, PCOS and all.
0: Yes, yes. So that's why I said that this episode is really important and exciting because what you've gone through so many people so many women are currently going through and um, a lot of us feel like we're lost and we don't know where to start from we don't know how to go about it. And that's why I like I think that these conversations are so important for us to keep having and to keep informing our, one one another and just finding ways that we can overcome the obstacles that we're faced with our you know women reproductive organs so you kind of touched on it right now you you're a herbalist you use herbs you have a business that you do as well but I just wanted you to share your story so people can know your own personal experience and kind of where you're at now with infertility
1: Sure, my story when I you know I got married I was like you know Of course, you know, I'm going to get kids and everything. So I got married and then, you know, one year passed, no kids, two years, no kids. Like, okay, you know, I didn't, I didn't really see the need to go to the doctor to get checked or anything. Um, But then when it was three years, I'm like, ah, maybe I need to go get, you know, get checked and whatnot. I did. Go get checked. I didn't do like an extensive, you know, ultrasound, internal ultrasound or whatnot. But um, I went there and everything. Everything was okay. Nothing, you know, just give it a couple, you know, a year or two and then see. And then the fourth year, I was like, no. So my journey started when I think that was like three and a half year into the marriage. Just one day, I just like couldn't walk. I woke up in extreme pain, couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything, Um, I was just screaming. And luckily, my husband was home, um, and we have two home, uh, a two-story home. So he carried me from from the bed upstairs, carried me downstairs, and he called an emergency. So, anyways, we went to the emergency, and then that's where you know they did the internal scan and everything. And the doctor was like, "Well, you had a large ovarian cyst. Apparently, you have PCOS that you're not aware of, and you had a large." cysts that ruptured the the fluids from the cyst went all over your body and caused an inflammation. And then he was like, well, you also have PID. PID is called pelvic inflammatory disease. And it's there's so many symptoms where you have pain in your lower back, pain during sex, just different symptoms, which I didn't even know I had, but I knew I had those pains. And then he said, so he took me for an additional extra ultrasound. So I went to the ultrasound and then the tech was like, well, yeah, all the things the doctor said you have, but I also wanted to tell you that you also have a, I think they call it intra." introverted uterus or something like that. And she said, it's going to be really difficult for you to have kids with this type of uterus um but she said well don't worry about it I know some other women that have been able to have kids so I mean just hearing all those things my emotions was just so oh I was like oh my goodness like I can't imagine (laughs) I was just crying I mean my husband wasn't in the because you know he was in the the tech but you know he was in the other room Mm -hmm. um waiting for me so I was just crying and she was you know she she hugged me and she's like you'll be fine and stuff like that so I was like no. how how did this even happen like how so yeah I just how those emotions and then I was just like okay god why why me and why all of this so during that time I was let go of my job my company closed down and they relocated another out of the country so I was going through depression mm-hmm. you know losing my job and then this additional on top of that and I was about to lose my mind I was just sad and depressed but you know I was like okay God how how do I fix this now I know I have all these issues right. how do I resolve this so I that's how I started I signed up for a class took a course, got a certificate, started learning about herbs, started experimenting on myself, (laughs) reading, a lot of reading, a lot of studying, a lot of researching. Yeah, that's how I started and actually wrote, I haven't published it yet, but I did start writing a book about it. And then, and that's how I started. I just started healing myself. I changed my diet, changed my husband's diet and along with prayer and just believing. Um, having a positive mindset, fasting, and yeah, and then now I have two kids. It's been over fourteen years now. Um, I have a boy and a girl, and I thank God for that. So yeah, I've been on a mission. So when when I started after I gave back to my daughter, I started putting things together and researching, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna start my own company and would infuse herbs uh, for women and some for men. And then as soon as I gave birth to my son I told my job that I wasn't coming back you know it was a step of faith and I started my company it's been over four years now but I have so much joy helping women especially with the feminine health yeah with the herbs the teas products I've had a lot of women you know send me emails and and testing like it works it works for them and stuff so I'm just blessed and to share my knowledge with women and help other women
0: wow so there's first of all I mean God is so good. There's so many things within your testimony that I just even want to unpack because again, what you're, what you went through, many women are going through it right now, currently. So the first point that I wanted to just even touch upon was the fact that you, you said you got married, you waited a year, two years three years. The third year is when you decided to go to the doctor. And I think what stuck out to me is the fact that you said you went to the doctor and they ran tests and they told you that everything was fine. So I'm currently going through that myself now where We all know our bodies, right? We know when something doesn't feel right, when we think something should be happening and it's not, but the doctors are telling you everything is fine. And what I'm learning from that is that we as women, we need to advocate for ourselves. If someone says something is fine, get a second opinion. Like, don't Mm -hmm. doubt yourself. Don't think, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm just being paranoid or overreacting because you you know, there's a good chance that you're not. And just learning how to self-advocate, not backing down, finding second opinions, going through non-traditional ways, because a lot of us are used to like Western medicine and going to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do have to see a a neuropath or a herbalist or something to kind of figure out what's going on. And then you had the experience where that, so the whole time you actually did have, ovarian cyst, which you didn't know about, like you said, but then it ruptured and that's what let them do further testing. And I just think it's so unfair that until we go through a painful experience or our bodies are pushed to the final limit, that's when they want to do further testing. So I just want to make that point clear that you need to self-advocate for yourself. And if you think something is wrong with your body or something isn't working the way you think it should be, keep trying, keep, go to whoever will listen to you. If you need to go to a different doctor, it doesn't matter if you've been going to that doctor for years, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. find someone else so after you've gotten that experience and you've been told that news I want to ask you how did you specifically get into herbs like did someone recommend it to you was it just your own research that made you go that route because many people would have still just been trying to go back to doctors what made you go the herbal route specifically
1: you know what I I really honestly I I love to read a lot Mm -hmm. honestly I don't even know what led me to that but I believe uh, when I after, you know, I started my company and the products and everything later, my mom was telling me, she was like, do you, I know I've never really told you. And she said, your grandma was a herbalist. Grandma was a midwife and she was a herbalist. And, you know, she, she planted herbs and she grew a lot of herbs. And she was like a, a doctor back in the days to help the women and
0: natural way.
1: Yeah, so I didn't even know that, but and, you know, I kind of feel like that's how God was leading me to continue, continue her legacy. So I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what led me to that. Uh, I believe it's God. Yeah. I just felt the need to go. Actually, I picked up a book. I went to the library and then I saw a book on herbs and things. I was like, oh, okay, let me read and stuff. And that's how it got started.
0: Wow. So one thing I want, I want to put a disclaimer out there because especially like in this generation. When people think of herbs, they think like, oh, you know, like, uh, witches or, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, I don't know if you've heard yeah. it but people have a negative connotation to it. Yeah. But. Yeah. And it's, I want to say that if you're a Christian, if you're a believer in Christ or God, you should know that God has given us everything on this earth to, to heal ourselves. You know what I mean? Like if you think that back in the Bible days, they were using Tylenol or all these other things, like, no, you're mistaken. So God has given us everything, whether it's plants, vitamins, naturally we have everything from the earth, but now we live in a society that it's so westernized that we think you can only heal yourself through medicine. And that's just not true. So I really just wanted to put that out there. Another thing I want to say is that although we are all women and we, for the most part, have all the same organs, our experiences may be different. So, you know, Keely, she's sharing her experience with PCOS and infertility, and it may not be exactly the symptoms that you're experiencing. So, and that's okay too, right? And I also want to say that she's going to be recommending a lot of herbs, right? It is up to you to do your due diligence to do research. And I think the first step for you to be would be to like, go get tested as far as like, see where your levels are at with everything. Like I just got that from my gynecologist yesterday, because I do have an ovarian cyst. I don't have PCOS, but I have an ovarian cyst that's really just been causing me a lot of pain. So you need to get tested. You need to know what, what levels you lack in. Let's say, you know, are your FSH levels too high? Are they too low? You need to get tested before you begin taking anything because you don't want to be taking too much of this when you need this and all that. So I need to put that out there because at the end of the day, it's your own body. You're responsible for your own body and you have to do your due diligence and everything.
1: Yeah. I also want to talk about the herbs. Even if you're not a Christian. It's okay to use herbs. If you are, it's okay. Yeah. Um, there are people that are not Christians that use a lot of herbs.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Regardless of your religious background it's okay to use herbs and it shouldn't be viewed as something negative
0: absolutely i'm I'm so glad you said that yeah like these are these are things that we have that are natural resources for us and that we should use um, as much as we possibly can we've heard your story we've heard that you struggled with giving birth now you have two children so there's no doubt that whatever you did it worked right so now we just want to kind of just touch upon like those specific herbs. And again, people are going to have to go and do their own research and see like you cuz you said you tested on yourself basically. So you do have to go do your own research, but at least this is a starting point that you can actually begin to look into it as opposed to just only relying on prescription medicine. So the first one I want to ask you is specifically for PCOS, what herbs would you recommend or suggest?
1: For well, PCOS, usually PCOS is mostly insulin resistance. People- People that de- develop ovarian cysts, they it depends on the hormones, you know. There's some of over- a cysts that will go away, you know, if your levels of hormones are balanced. And then there's some cysts that are due to insulin resistance. So with insulin resistance, mostly with your carbs, high sugar, those that have diabetes usually might have the PCOS. And when they lose the weight, it usually um, levels off. So with the herbs for PCOS, Vitex berries, great for PCOS it helps in balancing your hormones if you have growth under your chin you're hairy and you find yourself hairy in other places like mine that was one part of my symptom like you know hair under my chin hairy in other areas Pear leaf is great for that, and that would help balance the male hormones. So if you're having a lot of hairs, it just means that the male hormones are a little bit higher. That needs to be balanced. So regardless of any reproductive issue you have, the liver and the kidney needs to be balanced. The liver and the kidney needs to be uh, detoxed, and that would be the starting place. So dandelion roots and burdock roots are great for cleansing the liver, and the kidneys. The liver is the storehouse of our emotions. In the Chinese um, medicine called qi, qi and qi, and when one is more than the other, causes an imbalance. So our emotions, especially as women, we store a lot of emotions. Emotions we take from others. We, you know, keep things within ourselves. We don't take care of ourselves um, and all of that affects our health. So spearmint leaf is great for hair. If you have like acne or hair under your chin or a lot of hairs, fenugreek also helps lowering the blood sugar and the PCOS. But the first place to start with would be burdock root and dandelion root. And then if you have hairs, You add the spearmint leaf. Vitex berries are really good in balancing the male and female hormones. Um, It's also called chase tree berries. And then the main thing that really helped me with the PCOS is evening primers oil, uh, 500 mg a day. Uh, When I actually started taking that, I saw a huge difference. Uh, with the PCOS. So 500 mg, um, it's like a gel capsule. Take that every day. Try to, you know, eat healthy, alkaline foods. A teaspoon of apple cider vinegar in your water and drink it every day. Or lime or lemons in your water just to uh, make it alkaline. Wow,
0: that is, that's a lot of information, right? Yeah,
1: (laughs) it is. I mean, if if you're not able to... um, I mean, I think Amazon, you know, or wherever it, now, you know, most things are online. You can, you know, Google the mm-hmm. herbs to talk about, and you can find them on Amazon and stuff. If you're not sure of how to mix them all up together, a quarter teaspoon of each of the herbs in about 12 ounce of water, and then make sure you drink it as a tea, not, not like a capsule or anything. Make them into a tea and then drink that every day. Um, Make sure you take six weeks off um, when you take the herbs. So we might even
0: have to like talk about how we can make them because like you said, all of these herbs are available, but Mm -hmm. it's the use and the amount. And I think that I can even kind of write this up and maybe you know upload a blog post for you guys but one thing you just said that I wanted to just clarify is that when you said make it at a tea make it as a tea take it every day for how long like how many days would you suggest because you said take six weeks off from it right
1: right so you start as soon as you start seeing your period
0: mm-hmm. you, Okay. you
1: stop taking it as soon as your ovulation starts
0: okay so you would be taking these herbs as a tea every day until you got your period
1: once you know from your period until ovulation,
0: oh, until ovulation. Oh, but the thing with PCOS, and correct me if I'm wrong, is a lot of people don't get steady periods.
1: Right. For those that do have steady periods, that's when you do. For those that do not have periods, you get some there's other things that you can take to bring on your period. Vitamin C is good. Uh, so if you're not seeing your period, you could take vi- a high dose of vitamin C and that would just wash away any excess actually comes out from your urine. I know if you go you know to the doctor or uh, gynecologist, they they would usually prescribe you something to bring on your period. but a high dose of vitamin C works in bringing in your period.
0: So doctors normally like to prescribe birth control because I, I know like when I when I was told I had an ovarian cyst, the first thing she said was, do you want birth control? And I was just like, mm-hmm. why? Like, I don't understand why. And I don't want you to like get me wrong, anyone that's listening. I obviously value doctors. I appreciate them. And, but I also think that they are they have studied a certain way. And of course, they can teach you what they've studied. If you are someone that doesn't want to take birth control are there any natural herbs that maybe can bring on the period? You said vitamin C. Do you mm-hmm. know of maybe just herbs that maybe one can take to try to get a study period?
1: Yeah. Parsley is good. Parsley can also bring on your period.
0: Wow. I have actually not heard of that one. So I'm going to be sure to note that down. Wow. So, okay. So we've talked about PCOS. Now we just talked about if you don't have a, a reoccurring period, what you can do. And so when people shr- when people talk about infertility it's not always PCOS cuz you you mentioned three things you said PCOS PID and then you had a inverted uterus was it so- yeah
1: yeah introverted or something the I, I can't remember the medical term but it's something with the, where your uterus is kind of tipped or bent or something so
0: what about infertility itself? Is there anything because and I think one thing that stuck out to me is that you also made your husband change his diet? People always look to the woman, but mm-hmm. it's worth it's worth allowing the husband to see, you know, if he can do anything to increase his diet. Are there specific herbs for men, or could he just can take the same herbs that you are taking?
1: The men can take the same herbs, but I wouldn't recommend. Vitex or raspberry leaves, but the men they can take dandelion roots and um the burdock root that would also help them, you know, cleanse and detox for the men. Um, if they're having okay, so for the if their spam is too thick. And not fluid enough, vitamin C is actually good in help loosening the, the sperm. So it can actually
0: it can actually have, have the strength to like reach yeah, <laughs> yeah, so and weird. reach
1: the ovaries and the eggs. So vitamin C, um, you know, eat a lot of full time vitamin C fruits, zinc, um, is also good too. So yeah, the the man can do the Dandelion, burdock root, vitamin C, and zinc. Yeah,
0: and that's good. And one thing I wanted to just say about vitamin C is that it's a water-soluble vitamin, so you technically can't overdose on it. Yeah. Um, so don't be afraid. Um, again, you want to speak to someone speak to your doctor, um, just because if you're taking any other sort of medications, just want to mm-hmm. make sure that nothing will cross interact with one another. But yes, yeah. yeah, so feel free to like take vitamin C. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about is PMS. I currently have a hot water bottle on my stomach right now because <laughs> of um, cramps. I'm taking some some herbs, which I, you know, honestly, they have helped me, but I still do have some PMS symptoms. But as far as what it used to be, it's gotten much better. Like I used to be kind of like curled up. I I couldn't really do anything because of the pain during my periods. Do you have any herbs that you can recommend specifically for PMS symptoms or during menstruation?
1: Yeah. For PMS, cramp bark is really, really good for PMS or ladies' mantle for PMS, like pain. Um, Those two would actually help with the pain. But for even if it's PMS, PCOS, whatever, raspberry leaf, dandelion, burdock root, along with the ladies' mantle or crime bark, if you're having high PMS, would work. Because the way it works is the first step would be detoxing your liver and your kidney, and then working on the herbs that would focus on the uterus, toning the uterus, Um, If you're having pain, helping with the pain. If you have infections, um, like I have PID. So PID is Pelvic inflammatory disease, and I feel a lot of women have PID and they are not aware of. So it's when a infection actually travels from your pelvic area and goes up to your uterus. Um, it could go up to your fallopian tubes, your ovaries. That's when you know you you could have blockage in your fallopian tube. Um, you could have uterine issues. Some women could have STDs chlamydia, HPV, um, herpes, so many other things. And the bacteria could be either during sex, it could be um, after childbirth, it could be if even if you leave, if you leave your tampon inside for too long it could be from a miscarriage abortion um, that wasn't done properly yeah so all those things can actually cause an infection of PID and also if you use sex toys and you're not cleaning them right and you're putting them inside there it could also lead to an infection um, also poor hygiene can also cause PID you know you're not washing down there well underwear is not breathable you know, tight underwears. Um, yeah. So all those things can cause P- um, PID. And the symptoms of PID would be pain during sex, smelling down there, pain during urination, um, increased menstrual pain, lower back pain. Yeah. All those, sim- those are all symptoms. And sometimes some women will not even have any symptoms. So.
0: So is that something that you can actually just go to your ask? To be tested for PID because honestly, I'm just hearing about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> most, yeah. Most women don't even know, you know, that that's 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 a. Uh, a disease or symptom, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you if you experience any of those symptoms, definitely, you know, you can request to be tested for the PID. Um, of course, if you have symptoms of any STDs or herpes or gonorrhea, or chlamydia, and all those things, you definitely want to get tested. But all of those are from PID. You know, those are it. It's an infection, basically. So if you do go, um, usually. If, if if the doctor finds you have PID, they'll prescribe you an uh, antibiotic. So the stronger the stronger your infection is, the stronger your antibiotic will be. And then you know you take the antibiotic, and usually um, depending on what type of infection you have, um, it could, you can could take it for a month, a few weeks. If you have like a more serious one, like herpes, um, then you might want to. They you know usually have you on. Um, for life or whatever, how, how many long um, it takes. So that, that's why I really um, always an advocate for women on taking care of themselves. If you have a sexual partner, make sure that he gets tested and you get tested regularly.
0: And yeah, I mean, you, you brought up so many good points. I think at this point in our lives as adults, you should be getting tested regularly just because you just never know. Some things even lay dormant in your body. So obviously you just want to make sure you're protected, especially if you are at the age where you want to have kids, you know, because you don't really want to find things out when you're pregnant. So just taking charge of your health, knowing your status on everything and being proactive during the process. So when you were speaking just about your experience, you also mentioned changing your diet. This is something that for me, <laughs> I, I know, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, There was a period in my life where I was doing, I was a vegan and to be honest, I'm not saying that you have to be a vegan, but for me personally, I experienced the best health during that time because I was more conscious of what I was eating. I think if you're someone that has a diagnosis when it comes to any female reproductive issue, the first thing that you would wanna do is look into your diet. A lot of the foods that we eat Are high in estrogen, especially like meat and things that come from things that you're not growing yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can also be affecting you depending on your diagnosis. So you want to look into your diet. You want to make sure you're drinking enough water. Also, Lee mentioned just like getting your mind right, you know, meditating, praying, journaling, taking walks, exercising. These are all things that people think like, oh, it may not have an effect, but if you do it and you get into a nice routine, you may notice other areas. Our bodies will react to changes that we make it is a sacrifice it's hard because I know sometimes I'm like you know what I don't care like I want to eat this ice cream but I know how my body responds when I eat a lot of sugar you know I can feel the difference so we do have to be aware of that as well
1: um so So just wanted to to touch a little about the infections um if you have herpes um HPV or any infection at all um even if it's a okay so also Fallopian tube, if your fallopian tubes are blocked, I can highly guarantee you that 60% of it is caused by an infection. So if you have blocked fallopian tubes, try to focus on herbs that would help in clearing out that infection and do a a uterine massage, Uh, a uterine massage with the hot water bottle and castor oil pack in that area, and you should see... um, a relief in a a few months. Um, So if you have infections of any kind, if it's a blocked fallopian tube, herpes, HPV, chlamydia, whatever it is, focus on herbs to help with infection. Um, Golden seal is actually good for infections. Echinacea, and I believe we have so many echinacea, drinks, herbs, wherever. you can get it from Whole Foods or any other place. So echinacea, golden seal, calendula, turmeric, um, ginger. And and when you cook, add some garlic and cold-pressed coconut oil is also good. So if you're dealing with vaginal infections, actually raw coconut oil is really good for infections. So you can just take raw coconut oil and rub it, you know, down there in your vagina area. Um, and it helps with infections, yeah.
0: Wow, and if you're going to do that, just make sure your fingers and your fingernails are clean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Because you don't want to add anything else. So I, wow, like we've gone over so many herbs today. Guys, I am going to write them all down because I know it's a lot. Um, It's definitely a lot, but it just goes to show you that You still have so many alternatives. You know, you don't only have to rely on Western medicine, which there's nothing wrong with, again, I have to say the disclaimer, but you do have alternatives. No matter what your diagnosis is, there's hope for you. And that's really the goal of this episode. That's why I wanted Kaylee to share her story because from being told you have this, 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 and this to two children later, like it just shows um, that there's hope. And no matter what it is, with your own diligence we can work through it. So I'm so grateful that you took the time out to share number one, your story and to share your knowledge with us. Is there any last thing that you want to say before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, as women, take care of yourself, take care of emotions, your mental health, make sure you're getting tested. You know, there's no bad thing about you know, researching herbs or, you know, taking herbs. Herbs are powerful. Even if they're gentle, you know, they're also powerful. So if you're using herbs, I would say do one at a time to see how your body reacts. Um, If you're not trained in herbs, uh, you can definitely reach out to me or any other um, herbalist that can help in creating a custom blend for you. But yeah, take care of yourself, take care of your health, make sure you're eating right, adding some exercise, make sure you're getting enough sleep. Find a day to just take care of you, no disturbance or anything, and just focus on your health.
0: Yeah, that's so good. The last thing I want to just add to what you said is just, you know, trust the process and and be patient. Just because these herbs have been listed, that doesn't mean the moment you start taking them, everything will be cured, right? So yeah. this may take time, you have to be dedicated, and you have to be diligent to the process. So just always bear that in mind. It may be a month, it may be two months, for some it's six, for some it's a year, but yeah. just know that your process is going to be a little bit different than others. So again, I thank you so much for coming on here, sharing all your experience with us and all of this knowledge. Don't worry, guys. I For this one specifically, I'm going to write a blog post because it's so near and dear to my heart, and I know so many women are going through this and Feeling the frustration keely before we go can you just share your social media handle again your at name on instagram so people can find you
1: sure uh, you can find me on instagram at jakeelausa usa and that is j-a-k-e-a-l-a-u-s-a do you see all the information on there Thank you. Thank
0: you. And you guys always know that you can follow Confessions of the Christian Chick on Instagram or send an email to Chick at gmail.com and I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.